feeling is too faithful to fail to fail us this morning. Do you agree with the song saying good amen? amen. I think your amen can be louder than that. Say good amen. 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 Let's pray. Father, we say thank you for your grace, your goodness and your blessing that is upon this congregation this morning. We know that whatever you're going to say, you're going to do. For you are not a man who speaks and doesn't do. Thank you for giving us understanding of the scriptures and giving us an ability to benefit from your words. We receive your word tonight. Amen. Amen. I'd like us to go to the book of Luke chapter 11, as we are going to the book of Luke, just stand to your neighbor and give your neighbor a good smile, tell your neighbor, feel free, if you want to shout, shout, if you want to jump down, you can feel free around me, because sometimes if you want to shout and you are looking at your neighbor, it's just too serious, feel free. Luke 11 verse 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass that as he was praying, Jesus, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, when he had stopped praying, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. These people had seen Jesus perform so many miracles. They had heard Jesus teach with so much wisdom. I thought they would go to him and say, Lord, teach us to perform miracles. Or teach us to speak as wise as you do. They have come to, they have come to realize that the secret to his power, the secret to his wisdom was his prayer life. So they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, I want you to also realize that these people were prayerful people. Jews were raised to pray. They, they prayed. But there was something they noticed that was different about Jesus. Every time he prayed, results show forth. And the trouble with a lot of God's people today is not that they are not praying, but that they don't know how to pray. Ask your neighbor, do you know how to pray? They don't know how to pray. And so they don't get results when they pray. Because they don't know how to pray. And the Holy Spirit has asked me to bring an answer that Jesus gave to these disciples to help you learn to pray. Now, there are so many things that we can teach you about prayer, just so many things. So many things. I want to focus on an area that has not been or has not been emphasized when it comes to prayer. First of all, I want us to realize that there are different types of prayer, different kinds. Netball is sport, basketball is sport, but they are not the same sport. Am I correct? They have different rules. They even have different balls that they get to use. There's, that's what you call it, the netball, basketball, football. Even though they are all sports, they are different. It's the same thing with prayer. There are different kinds of prayer. And they have different rules that govern them. 
and they are also different in content. And the principle that governs these prayers are different. The levels are different. For example, we have the prayer of faith. James chapter 5, verse, uh, we read verse 14 to verse, to verse 15. He says, the prayer of faith shall send the sick. If it's there the prayer of intercession, is said the prayer of faith. So we've got to learn, what is the prayer of faith? How do we pray the prayer of faith? What are the rules that govern the prayer of faith? And then the scripture shows us the prayer of petition. There is a prayer of intercession. And different rules govern these prayers. The importance of the rules cannot be overemphasized. For example, you cannot use the rules of the prayer of faith when you are praying the prayer of intercession. Let's say you are praying for the nation of Zambia that Zambia should be saved. You cannot pray and say, Jesus name Zambia saved. I believe that it is done. Amen. That prayer will not work. But if you're praying concerning your finances, you can say, Jesus name, I command money to come. And I believe that money has come. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Name. That will work with the prayer of faith. It will not work with the prayer of intercession. So, because of the lack of understanding, you see Christians get the rules that apply to the prayer of intercession and apply them to the prayer of faith, and then they don't get an answer. Because in the spirit, just like a sport, they are committed a foul. Hallelujah. They have broken the rules. Maybe we should take some time to teach on the different kinds of prayers and the rules that govern them, but that's not what we're going to do today. Today, I want to focus on the different postures that we make in prayer. So you can title it postures in prayer. Did you know that your posture, the posture of your body is important in prayer? The Bible tells us that there are different postures and then these different postures can be used to bring different kinds of prayers. Praise the Lord. I want us to begin by talking about the standing posture. There are prayers that you can pray. Let's start with the city. No, let's start with city. They will do with nothing and others. There are prayers that you can pray while you are seated. There are prayers you don't pray while seated. There are prayers you can pray on your knees. And then we'll be able to discuss different kinds of postures. Are you ready to learn? First Chronicles chapter 17, verse 16. Look at this. And David the king came, look at what he did, and sat before the Lord and said, He sat, the scripture is on the screen in case you didn't hear it. He sat before the Lord. This man sat before, this is in prayer. He sat. He was not standing, he was not jumping, he was not pressing the floor. He sat. David never sitting in prayer. And what did he say? He is now said to the Lord, Who am I, O Lord, Lord? And what is my house that thou hast brought me this from? He begins to ask God questions. I call this the learning posture. When you want God to teach you, you want God to show you things and help you understand things, you don't move to and fro in prayer. 
Because you see, if you can know the ways of God, you can command the acts of God. You can do the works of God. You can manifest the power of God. Praise the Lord. Yes. The city posture. So you see it. You see it. Many years ago, when I started learning about this, do you know what I would do? I would get two chairs. One for me, the other for the Lord. It just helped my head, you know. So I would sit on a chair and say, Lord, please have a seat. I want us to talk about yesterday. I didn't like the way the day went. And I don't want that day to, to repeat itself. What should I do? And you see, God will meet you according to your faith. And the presence of God will just fill that room. And all of a sudden, he says, write this down. Don't do this, don't do that. Do this, everything. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I think that's more exciting than a religious prayer life. Where you just, hey, 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 hey. Father, God, no response. You're talking to someone who has the ability to talk back to you. He is the one who gives you the mouth and the ears in the first place. You should remember that. How do I you know if God talking? You will know. Because you are his sheep. And the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and they know it. You know you will know it. You will know it. When God speaks to you, you will know. You will know. Because that voice comes with peace. He says, he leads me beside what? Still waters. So one of the ways you can know whether it's God speaking or not is whether the mood, the voice of God has a mood. The voice of God has emotions. The question is, is it peace that is accompanying that voice? Or it is trouble, confusion. If it's confusion, it's not God, who is not the voice of confusion. And then you see, God is love. The voice of God is the voice of love. You will know when the voice of love is speaking to you. You will know. And then another posture, the standing posture. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. He says, when you stand, pray. Did you see that? When you do what? Talk to me, I can't hear you. When you do what? Pray. So there are prayers that you pray when you are standing. This one, you're not standing, oh God, what should I do? Hey, no. He says, when you stand praying, to get it in context, we'll have to read verse 23 and verse 24. In verse 23, he talks about speaking to the mountains. Now, you don't speak to the mountains when you are sick. You have to stand to speak to the mountains. In verse 24, he talks about praying the prayer of faith. And when you pray, believe you have received. You have to pray that prayer while you are standing. Say good amen to your following. When you stand, praying. He says, if you are praying like that, and then you remember there is someone you need to forgive, he says, forgive. If you are fought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. When you stand praying. Luke chapter 9, verse 29. The Bible says, and as he prayed, Jesus, as he prayed, something happened while he was praying. The fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. 
And behold, they have talked with him two men. Let's go with him. Two men, which were Moses and Elias, who appeared in glory. So the Bible says, while he was praying, the glory of God manifested. It says, these two men appeared in glory and spake of his disease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him, let's continue, Peter and they that were with him, were heavy with sleep, and when they were awake, they saw his glory. And the two men that stood with him, I want you to notice something. The Bible says these two men were standing, and the Bible says they were standing alone, they were standing with Jesus, meaning that Jesus was praying his prayer while he was standing. He was standing. And he was praying. And while he was praying, his, the glory of God just manifested. And then these two men appeared. And they began to talk to him, you're going to die, you're going to die in Jerusalem, you're supposed to accomplish this. And he says, I know, I know. He's not praying on his knees. There is a prayer where he prayed on his knees in the garden of Gethsemane. The Bible says he cast himself down and began to pray because he was praying a prayer of dedication and consecration. He says, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, your will not my will be done. And the Bible says his sweat was like great droplets of glass. In Hebrews it says he cried so loud, his voice was so heavy. He was shouting and praying so loud on top of his voice. But in this particular place, he was standing. So you see that you can pray while seated. Then you see, you don't, you don't pray the prayer of intercession in that position. You can be asked, now Father, I am praying for my mother in the name of Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. You've got to stand for that. Hallelujah. No, 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 you have to stand. I will show you, maybe next Sunday, I will show you about that prayer where you preach the soul because they are all in the scriptures. Some of these things you have been doing them without knowing. What you are doing. So he stood in prayer. You want to speak to something and command it to go, you can stand and speak. Let me show you some more scriptures. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 5. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 5. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah in Jerusalem, in the house of the Lord before the new court. Look at verse. 13, and all Judah stood before the Lord. Remember, David, the Bible says he sat before the Lord. Here you see Jehoshaphat standing before the Lord. They were all aware that the Lord was right before them. And to give you the background of the story, two great nations have come up against them. And here Jehoshaphat begins to pray a prayer of petition. He begins to give God reasons why these three nations should not defeat them. He begins to remind God of the covenant that he had made with the house of Judah. He begins to remind God that these are his people. And then while they were praying in that manner, the Bible says they stood, including the little ones. They had to make sure everyone was standing. Amen. Amen. It was not some few people standing under sitting. They all stood. Stood before the little ones stood. The Bible says their wives and their children. They all stood. They all stood. And this mother, this king was bringing forth reasons 
In the prayer of petition, you pray for the reasons. I was telling someone, I said, look, because this person came to receive prayer for a job. I said, I, I want you to think about something you might not have thought about. You are, apply, you are applying for this job, and you are not the only one. Let's say there are 20 that are applying for the same job, and let's say 15 of them are Christians. And 15, not only are they Christians, they have also gone to their pastor. Praise God. They want miracle job, but it's just one job. And all the pastors have released the word of faith and said, God, it is done, it is settled. Who will get the job? <laughs> this is, you don't pray the prayer. It is done, it is mine. It will not work. It may work if you don't have other Christians involved. But if you have other Christians involved, you don't pray that. This is where you bring forth strong reasons. Why should the job be given to you instead of anyone else? Why you? This is where you turn your prayer room into a courtroom. You present your case. And the elders in my family, my siblings are not in school. When I get this job, I'll be able to help them go to school. I am a partner. When I get the job, I'll increase my partnership. And Father, what can you not give to a soul winner? I am a soul winner. You begin to bring forth your strong reasons. It's the same thing. You are praying that it should not rain. There is another person who is praying that it should rain. In the same time. <laughs> Whose prayer will God answer? And you're feeling the prayer, it shall not rain. In Jesus' name. And the other one is saying, Father, let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. I plant a seed in this ground. I want to see a harvest. I'll tell you the person who will get the answer. One who has the strongest reason. And then what if they all pray for strong reasons? Mm-hmm. Is there a sacrifice in God? <laughs> When you study scripture, you understand why even sometimes Christians will lose an opportunity and an unbeliever will get it. Remember, remember, when the king of Israel, the king of Judah, came to Elisha to ask him whether or not they should go and fight, the prophet of God said, Go and fight, go to go to deal with him. The Bible says when they went to fight, they were winning the battle. Everything was going fine. And the king, the enemy king, when he saw that he was losing the fight, he got his son, his only son, the one who should have put in his state, offered him as a burnt sacrifice. And the Bible says, go take the baby to you. Even though there was a prophetic word that we were going to win, because of the sacrifice, God said, look, this man has given his own son. This victory means more to him than it means to you. So let it return to him. And you see, these things happen. God says, ah, I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one. This one as if he killed his own man for the job. <laughs> I'll give you another one. <laughs> this one has given so much money. Even though he has not given the money to God. One of the things that God respects is sacrifice. God says, ah, the value of a soul is greater than the value of this thing that you want. Now in that case, that's where you also learn the value of sacrifice. You offer something as a sacrifice. You offer something. 
look at what, ha what happens nowadays. Huh? You find that uh, they are only employing 200 and over 3,000 have applied. What are you going to do? That's what I'm showing you. They stood there. And the king brought strong reasons before God. First Samuel chapter 1. Let me show you another woman. Another person who prayed the prayer of petition in the standing position. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. This is Hannah. The Bible says, And she said, Oh my Lord, as I saw living, my Lord, I am the woman, she is speaking to the priest, I am the woman, I am the woman that stood by thee here. I stood in this same temple here, praying unto the Lord, For this child I prayed, the Lord has given me my petition, which I asked petition. How did she offer this petition? She stood. Huh? When you go to court, you don't kneel before the judge. You stand. And you bring for strong reasons. Why should they not, why should they not sentence you for all these years? You bring for your reasons. So Hannah said, I stood here and I prayed. And he says, the Lord has given me my petition. She brought for her strong reason. She said, give me a man I'll give him back to you. God said, I like that gift. She had prayed before nothing happened. All this time, she was just saying, give me a child, give me a child, give me a child. This time, she applied another, another principle of prayer and brought forth a strong reason why God should give her a child. First Kings chapter 8 and verse 14. Look at this. First Kings. Chapter 8, not chapter 18, chapter 8. First Kings chapter 8, verse 14. The Bible says, And the king turned his face about. That means that he turned around. And blessed all the congregation of Israel. So see now, here's the king. He's coming to bless the people. And look at what the people did. And all the congregation of Israel stood. So when blessings are being spoken in the house of God, you don't see this. All these are in the Bible. The Bible says they stood. That's why we say, oh, I'm about to release the blessing now as you go home. Everybody rise to your feet. Sometimes we don't even say it. I mean, just stand here and say, may this week be a great week for you. If you are seated, you may need it. Because in the realm of the Spirit, the, your posture is part of the prayer. Oh, your poster is part of the prayer. And so the Bible says the all, all the congregation, not some of them, all of them, they stood as the king spoke blessings on them. May this week be a great week for you. Amen. May God favor you. Amen. No, they were not. Amen. They stood. Hallelujah. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 2. This standing position can also help you to see the visions of God. Many times when I stand to pray like this, I see. Look at what the prophet said. I will do what? Stand upon my watch. That means I will stop whatever I'm doing. I will set me upon the tower. That means I will go to a private place, a place where I will not be disturbed. And I will want to see what he will say unto me expectation. I will expect to see something from the Lord, a vision. And what I shall answer when I am reproved, I'm ready for a conversation. Praise God. And then in verse 2, and the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision. 
Praise God. I want us to notice something. He doesn't say, go and get the noble. He says, I can give you. Meaning what? The man had where to write. That's how you're supposed to pray. Pray with your notebook. Hallelujah. Then the third posture I want us to learn today is the shaking posture. This is where you shake yourself in prayer. No Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible says, Stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. I'm sure you have been given tea before, and then you say there is no sugar in this tea. And they asked you, Have you stared? You couldn't taste the sugar, not because there was no sugar, but because you did not see. That's what you'll find with a lot of Christians. I think I need power. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Yes, but I don't know. There is no power. Have you scared yourself? To scare up the gift of God which is in you. You can scare up that gift. You can scare up the anointing. You can scare up the power of God that is inside you. Scare it up. There are things you can do to scare up that power. You want to change, you want the power to work. He says, Get up the gift of God. When I lay hands on you, that gift came inside you. I don't know. I used to prophesy now, I know that prophesy. Get up the gift. Get up. Yes, sir. It's now dominant, it's Latin, but you can make it active. Stir up the gift of God which is in you. Oh, glory to God. Ephesians 3, verse 20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask of things. I want us to look at the underlying portion. He says, according to the power that worketh in us. Mm. Not according to the power that is at work in him. Not according to the power that is at work on him. The Bible tells us God will do in our lives, he will work in our lives according to the amount of power that is at work in us. You see, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive all of God's power. But the question is, how much of that power is active? That is de- determined by you staring up that power. How much of that power have you stared up? You see, when you pray like that, when you pray in this kind of posture I'm showing you, that power will be stared. And God can do more in your life. God can do more. It's according to the power that is working. When your faith has reached a certain point, God can do more. You see, because when faith meets power, miracles happen. The woman with an issue of blood had faith. Jesus had power. When faith makes power, the issue was solved. And so you've got to learn now. How do I scare up that power? You remember the man Samson. Samson was a man that walked in the power of God physically. The man slaughtered 1,000 soldiers for the simple job on of an ass. The man lifted up the gates of the city and went and planted it on a hill just by himself. This Samson was so powerful physically. But you see, they started asking questions what is the secret of your power? They're going to ask what is the secret of your power? That shows us that Samson was not physically built. Samson did not have a V chest. Samson did not have a six pack. Samson did not have strong biceps. Otherwise, they would have all looked at him and said, We know why you're so powerful. You go to the gym. 
But no, they are looking at this skinny fellow doing amazing things. But it's the secret of your power. So the Bible tells us that Samson one day he explained the secret to Delilah and told her all the truth. You know, my head, the start of my head, I'll be like just any other man. And she did that. And Samson was not aware. Judges chapter 16, verse 20. And look at what she said now. Judges 16, verse 20. And she said, Samson, Samson, the first time we are born this, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, Look at this. I will go out as at other times before. And do what? Talk to me. And do what? Like at other times before, I will go and shake myself. You would go and shake him. Because whenever you shake himself, that power. All of a sudden you will be tell him you are not a man. You know, where they are beating him. He said, I will go like at other times and shake myself. <laughs> and the Bible says that he wished to know that the Lord was departed from him. He didn't know the anointing was not there anymore. Nothing to shake anymore. I said, I will go like at other times to shake myself. Can I show you another thing? Acts chapter 4, verse 31. The Bible tells us that two of the disciples, Peter and John, knew they were persecuted. Don't preach anymore in his name. They went and reported the matter to the other disciples and said, These are the things that the rulers have told us. We shouldn't preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And then the Bible says they prayed a prayer of petition. And the Lord, remember what you said through the mouth of your servant David. And then they prayed, stretch your hand to heal the sick. Let miracle signs and wonders be done by the name of your holy town, Jesus. And the Bible says, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. The place was shaken. Now, I want you to see here that God was not shaking the place just for the sake of shaking the place. He was shaking the place to shake the people who were in the place. <laughs> yeah. Like Samson, they didn't know that they needed to shake themselves. So God had to shake them. And the Bible tells us when they were shaken, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And may I remind you, this was not the day that they received the Holy Spirit. They had received the Holy Spirit in chapter 2 of the same book of Acts. Here they came under the influence of the Spirit. The Holy Ghost took off. They shook themselves. And the Bible says when that shaking happened, and when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they spoke the word of God with boldness. And look at verse 33. Look at verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection. That means when they shook themselves, great power was revealed. Great power. Great power. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. Prayer postures. We've talked about the sitting posture, the standing posture, the shaking yourself. The Bible says, He that speaketh in a known tongue, he defies himself. That way, the defy also means to charge yourself. Like the way the battery charger charges the battery. You are charging your spirit. But here you are not just 
Look, you are shaking yourself. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Praise These are things that some of you have done without knowing, and you know what happened to you when you did that. You may have done it. Baradaba, Shakataba, eh, Baradaba. And then you're, you're feeling depressed. Things are not going the way you think they're supposed to go. Jadalaba, thank you. You're too faithful to fail. You're trying to sing, you're trying to pray. Baradaba. And then you continue. All of a sudden, something is happening on the inside. Sometimes if you are so uh, uh, involved of fire just stays around in your skull. I will give you a He just goes like you, and you're like, oh, here go. If you were seated, you find a person that goes right there. Before you know it, you're everywhere. But then you, you, you discover that you can't continue pressing. So you stand somewhere, you are there. What are you shaking yourself? And while you are shaking yourself, all of a sudden the problem that looks so big begins to look so small. Why? Because power is being generated. Power is being activated. You are there, Hustle, Master, Shadow. Hey! Ah, you what is this mountain? You begin to prophesy. You find yourself prophesying. You find yourself speaking the word of God with power. Some people have never done such things. And I don't know why I don't use the power of God. I don't experience the power of God. You do that for an hour. By the time you are done, you feel that power moving every part of your being. Jesus. Then you wonder where, where are my fears now? Where are my worries? They are all gone. They are all gone, yes. That's the, that little exercise I did, which was only in I feel like I'm going to be in my hands. Ah, glory. Yes. I'll tell you how I found this out in the scriptures. One day I was joking. I ran, I ran, I ran. Then I stopped. When I stopped, I felt the power of Jesus. I said, God, I'm just joking. He said, remember, Samson was shaking himself. You were shaking himself. I said, I was not praying. I was just listening to your word while joking. Then he said, now give me more prayer. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, I said, God, show me more scriptures. These are the scriptures I'm showing you. Yeah. You're dead. This is not where you're praying. That you will die. You are an issue. It's a sickness attacking your body. You take the pain away. You don't go that way. You don't go that way. Yeah. The Bible says, when the flesh was shaken, they were filled with the spirit. They stopped with boldness. They stopped with boldness. They were not saying, hey, 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 no, with boldness. And there was great power. There was great power. You see, you learn to apply the scriptures. Isaiah 64, verse 7. You learn to shake yourself in prayer. And you don't pray in tongues. Desiring is a very important tool for effectiveness in the kingdom of God. Look at this. And there is none that calleth upon thy name, that steereth out himself to take hold of thee. No one is steering himself, ready to take hold. There is a revelation of God that you want to see manifest. There is no one who is steering himself. When you steer yourself like that, you are ready to take hold of God. And say, God, you must manifest now as the resurrection and the life. I will not let you go. You, you are taking all of it. You are bringing God into your situation. 
you will never appear as a student. When you appear before him as a student, he will manifest as a teacher. He will teach you. He will teach you. And then we talked about the standing position where you pray the prayer of faith. You can speak to mountains, speak to situations. Then we talked about shaking yourself in prayer. Especially while you're praying in the Holy Ghost. You shake yourself. And then you can add other things to this prayer, like lifting up your hands. Hallelujah. While you're sitting there in prayer, you can just lift your hands or open them. The Bible talks about opening your hands in prayer or lifting your hands in prayer. When you lift your hands in prayer, it's not a sign of surrender. It is a spiritual sacrifice. You are actually offering incense to God. It is equivalent to the bulls and, 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 and gods that they were offering in the Old Testament. You are putting something on your altar of worship when you lift your hands. Hallelujah. Give me 1 Timothy 2, verse 8. 1 Timothy 2, verse 8. 1 Timothy 2, verse 8. 1 Timothy 2, go. I didn't, I didn't hear you. Can we start it from the beginning again? One to go. Men pray. Did you see that? I will therefore that men pray where? Whether at home, at the office, at church. He says, I, I will. I want you to pray this way. Pray how? Lifting up holy hands. Without what? Without wrap and down. That means that you're going to lift those hands in faith. You're going to leave those hands if you have not forgiven or you forgive. You don't leave those hands if you've not forgiven someone you're supposed to forgive. No wrath, no anger. And then he says, they are holy hands, sacrifices. He says, that's, what, that's how I want you to pray. Now, these are physical hands. We're not just talking about you lifting up spiritual hands. Physical hands. That's what we say, lift your hands to heaven. I'm sure you wonder what, what are we doing. Every time, lift your hands. We're not in school. Where they say, I'm that sideways down. I'm that. No, no, no. It's something spiritual. For example, if I say stretch your hand toward this person, do you know what you do? Why did God say to Moses, stretch your hand over the sea and divide? He, he would have just said, okay, now Moses, I'll divide the sea. No, he said, stretch your hand over the sea. He had to direct the power of God. Hey, hallelujah. Yes, he had to give direction to the power. So when he stretched his hand over the sea, he was directing the power toward that place. Then God will say, stretch your hand over the air. Stretch your hand over the land. His hand was a roar. And he said, without roar, he perform signs and wonders. So he says, stretch your hand. You are actually releasing and directing the power toward that person. Lift your hand toward heaven. Okay, let me give you another scripture. Psalm 141, verse 2. Psalm 141, verse 2. Psalm chapter 141, verse 2. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands. 
and the evening sacrifice. So, the lifting up of my hands is like sacrifice that will be offered in the evening time. So you just, you know, you lift your hands. Now you can have that. Without hand of Another thing that I've noticed about the lifting up of the hands is that it connects you to the power of God. It's more like an antenna. Okay. Uh, maybe that is too much for, for this class. It's more like an antenna. For example, the way you are in this place. If I just lift my hands like this, I can connect to the power that is in the atmosphere. Because what power is present? Not all the time that healing power is present. Maybe the power is present for sinners to be saved. Maybe the power is present for people to be healed. And when I lift my hands, I'm able to tell, oh, oh, the healing power is here. Then I can say, let the sick come. And you will notice while the sick are coming, my hands are just there. Because I know that power is here. You can connect. Not only that, Lifting up of your hands is a command in the spirit. It commands victory. The Bible tells us that Moses lifted up his hands while Joshua went fighting. And the more his hands went up, the more they were winning the battle. He was actually commanding victory in the battle. His hands were just being lifted. He was not even praying. His hands were just being Oh. It's just so much to learn from God's word. You just there, you lift up your hands. You feel that mighty presence of the Holy Spirit. You will know what to do. Why don't you lift your hands just where you see them? Lift your hands so that you, you see what I'm telling you. You did it before, you didn't know what you were doing. Now you know what you're doing. You see, what you are doing, you're commanding victory. Victory in your life. Is there a battle before you? This is victory. It's a sign of victory. And I imagine you are there just seated before the Lord and you're like, Lord, you are good, Lord, you are kind. I know that if you teach me here, I will make it. I will make it. If you show me what you do, I'll come out victorious. Or you may be in a standing posture and you lift your hands. And while your hands are lifted, you are issuing out decrees, words of faith. He said, I declare this is a great week for me. And your hands are just like that. This is a great week. In this week I will make it. In this week I will prosper. In this week no weapon hatched against me shall prosper. You see what you are doing? Or you are shaking yourself and your hands are like that. You are putting a lot of spiritual tools together. Working out something in the realm of the spirit. These are mysteries. You see, results are not a mystery. They are, they are principles in those where that command results. That's how we know that if we apply these principles, something will happen. Something will happen. You can always tell that something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. Now, stand right here. Keep those hands lifted. While your hands are lifted, speak over your weakness. We're going to speak over you. Let's keep those hands down. Let's apply what we have learned. Speak over the woman. You can start by speaking in tongues, and then you go ahead and speak blessings over your woman. Remember, 
the king's school and he looked at the people he wanted to bless. Barak understood that if you're going to curse the children of Israel, you need to be able to curse them. So each time you want Barak to come and curse the people, you have to make him stand somewhere where he can see the people. So you have to see the week before you. See the week before you. And please be clear ahead of time. Be clear ahead of time. The Bible says when Daniel was captured to the lion's day,